Welcome back to Infinite Rabbit Hole, everybody. Today, I have a very special guest that's going to come on and talk to us about Bigfoot. He is the founder of Bigfoot United and Worldwide Facebook page. He also does a lot of Bigfoot research expeditions. His name is David Thundercloud. Thunder, how you doing, man? I'm okay, Big G. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on here today. So, Bigfoot United and Worldwide, this was a Facebook page that you started uh, to right. kind of, as you were telling me earlier, to join the scientific side of Bigfoot research and the woo side of Bigfoot research. Right, right, definitely. Tell us a little bit more about your Bigfoot page and a little bit about your uh, your beginnings and interest to the subject of Bigfoot. Well, with the um, Bigfoot United and Worldwide page, uh, what I did that was that was to merge the the woo aspect of Bigfoot with the scientific aspect. So what I want to do is try to get everybody together that's, you know, that's in the Bigfoot community instead of separating, you know, separating the science from the woo, because like I told you before, we don't exactly understand what we're dealing with. And unfortunately, the people that probably do fully understand, or at least almost understand what we're dealing with they probably aren't telling anybody they're probably on their own or they're you know like we all think part of the government or some scientific community dealing with these creatures or cryptics and or some little old lady a little old man in a mountain in a mountain region around the world is dealing with these things day to day but they're not going to tell anybody so that's why i brought this together so that brought the facebook group together so that we could get information traded amongst each other trade information whether it's visual audio and and just and also to have a good time too not just business you know not just research but to have a good time and have let people in the group and whatever their niche is you know some people like the science of bigfooting they like the science of dogman because the group we accept all all cryptics it's not just it can be sea creatures uh historical monsters um we take UFOs, oh, I, and you know I love that UFOs and, and UFO reports and everything. So we're kind of like a mixture of, of of everything, as long as it has to do with that that unknown realm. We're fine. That's the realm we love to be in, man. I'll tell you, right? Isn't that the <laughs> truth? <laughs> I've been a member of your your page for a couple of weeks now, and I can tell you there is some very interesting stuff on here. Thank you. Before we get into everything, I just want to take a second to say thank you for having me come on to your podcast. Oh, no problem. No problem, man. It was great having you. Oh, absolutely. Your podcast is called Into the Night. So far, as of right now, at the time of this recording, which is probably at least a month before I actually put this out live, uh, you have one episode out so far uh, with, a, with a friend of yours from the other side of the country, correct? Oh yeah, that's a uh, gray wolf. He's he's the uh, he's a he's a big footer from way back. I think he goes back to the seventies. So um, definitely make sure uh, whoever's listening, make sure they listen to him because he has some good, some really good information. Um, that's a uh, uh, gray wolf, and he's really good. A lot of people know him. He, I mean, he's a, he's hilarious because he's always in Facebook jail. <laughs> <laughs> we, always, we always joke him about because he's he's so verbal, but he's a great guy, man. I tell you, he's 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 fantastic, man. So, I mean, and he, I mean, he really he's in Pacific Northwest, so he's he's in the middle of the action. 
Oh man, he's extremely knowledgeable. He right. he was spitting out a lot of stuff, and I was extremely entertained by that episode. Am I going to be your second guest? Well, you know, <laughs> you know, we're having those technical difficulties. I know, and please, I know, I know. and please, <laughs> Big J, let me put this out to the audience. If anybody. <laughs> If anybody can do audio or visual visual editing, please contact me. You can hit me up at uh, uh, David Thundercloud, all lowercase letters at yahoo.com, <laughs> please. But I'm going to try to make sure, Jeremy, that I make you the second because um, I as a, I got a guy that's trying to work on that episode. And I'll, actually, I worked on it myself uh, uh, last. I've actually been working on it here and there when I'm off work. But actually, I worked on an episode a lot last night. So I think I'm getting the hang of it. Okay. So I'm hoping to get word to you that, hey, you know, I'm doing it. Big J, hey, it's done, blah, blah, blah. So, but bear with me. Bear with me. Hey, no problem. You take your time, man. Whenever you're ready, just let me know. I'll plug it on my show. I'll put it on my socials and everything, too. Try to get you some of my fan base over there, too. You got it. All right. So, Thunder, you are a Bigfoot researcher, and you have had uh, quite a bit of experience in the field itself. Mm-hmm. When was the first time that you actually went out and did your own research into Bigfoot? Oh man, let's see. Oh my goodness, you're taking me way back, way back. Uh, let's go through it all, man. Okay, it was uh, the year 2016. Okay, um, and I remember. I think when was I first? Okay, my first going out and checking things out was uh, a place in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, it was about, let's see. No, no, you know what? Let me back up. It was the place. Ah, gosh, and I can't say the name because everybody would flock to it. Oh, it's it fine. It's fine. It's a hot spot. Actually, it's a. Uh, don't give away all your hot spots, man. Right. And, <laughs> and, and, don't, and don't get me wrong. If, if anybody wants to go, I'm willing to take them, but I just can't say it over the air. But if anybody wants to go, they're, they're fine to. to to email me or call me or whatever and i'll gladly take them but i just can't say it over the airways but anyway it was um a place and I'll, I'll give everybody a little information it's, a, it's called 295 corridor that was actually my first area and i was i mean this place was like my second home man let me tell you this place was like my second home what i did is i did a uh pfro search Okay, uh, but then, but then again, who doesn't? Right. Um, and at the time, now now mind you, at the time I wasn't a full believer. I was part skeptical, and I did not even I didn't even know about uh, cryptic or Bigfoot Facebook groups or anything. I had no idea that Bigfoot was even that big on Facebook. I had no idea. So when I started this, it was strictly to go at it alone and see what I could find. So. Uh, I found a place in Maryland that was, and actually it was only 35 minutes from me, which really amazed me. And I uh, took the report, checked out the area, and was just amazed. The place is just, it's it's fast. Um, I think it's it's about 12, maybe 12,800 12, acres. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's pretty, pretty big, pretty big. For 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 from Maryland State. So uh, what happened is I went to this area, but the funny thing about it is I got a good stroke of of uh, a, a, a great uh, stroke of luck when I went here. A blessing. Uh, when I went here, it was um, it wasn't anybody in this area, but the weird thing about it, it was two women there, mm-hmm. and this I just had this. This it was just this 
weird vibe. So what I did is I just, I kind of hung around and I didn't want to, you know, scare the ladies or anything. So I hung around. I just, you know, said hi, try to be polite. And this, the woman started talking and then what she told me and, and only a little bit, a little bit of time of the conversation was be careful. And I said, be careful. Why? She said, because those things are out here. And I said, things. Right. And I was like, uh, what do you mean? She said, Bigfoot. I said, what? <laughs> so, she, so this was great because it was kind of almost like validating and it it really kind of opened my eyes. So because since I was going in as a skeptic, having her say that had was edging me more to being a believer. You see what I'm saying? Of course. Yes. So she had said this and it just so happened. Um, And it was so funny. Her girlfriend uh, was uh, a, 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 a Native American, and I looked at her, I looked at her girlfriend up and down, and and she looked at me up <laughs> and down, and we we both knew you know which what each other was, and we both laughed, and um and um we you know we just chit chatted, but anyway, yeah. uh, back to the point. Um, so what happened was uh after that um she told me that there had been sightings out there of a a a large red uh, squatch. And then she told me that there was a younger uh, black squatch. So um, what happened was that's what I started looking for. So I started and I, I said, well, I was kind of, you know, still part skeptic. So I said, well, okay, look, I'll research this area. This will be my area uh, for as long as, you know, as long as there's things going on. So uh, I kind of traversed the area day by day stayed there for a uh, couple half nights um i i started just doing things that i could learn because then after that then i started to to uh look on facebook and then i found i just typed in uh facebook and then bigfoot and then i started seeing a few groups but i still didn't fully understand so what i did was um i basically took shots i took pictures every day like every day I would go in because I didn't know what I was dealing with and I didn't really know what clues to look for so I just took pictures of everything that I could uh so from there um the lady we had kept in touch online and um she had told me about a few incidents that had happened around the area in the area and near the area that I was researching and then she once again you know she told me about the squad she said one of them the black one which we're assuming may have been the child just assuming yeah uh would come down to a, a lake it was about three lakes there and it would come for his morning breakfast basically it comes for his morning breakfast it would eat um they said they didn't see the red one too much um so we're assuming that was the mother um so what i did is i kept kind of noticing that each each week I would study the, uh, the the fowl and the birds and everything and the animals around there. And it had things like deer, beaver, uh, a lot of uh, some turkey, um, uh, ducks, geese, every a lot of things. But I noticed as the weeks went on that these things were diminishing. Um, the groundhogs, the gophers, the, the uh, beavers that were there, they were diminishing. I would check out the, the places that they you know, hung around and I would check out the dams that the beavers built. And I noticed that the beavers were no longer there. Mm. It was almost like the food supply was being depleted. Something was, was going through this area, which was really, really crazy. <laughs> Excuse me. So what I did was I, 
uh, monitor, monitored the area continuously and just kind of, you know, hung out as much as I could and I had time for. Um, actually, uh, what had happened was uh, I started seeing uh, structures and, I, I, you know, there's a, you know, it's kind of a debate in the Bigfoot community. Some, we don't know if structures are, you know, caused by wind or if they're caused by, you know, the, 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 uh, the Rougarou. I love to call it Rougarou, the Bigfoot. <laughs> the Rougarou makes me sound cool but um yeah so we we I, I had checked that out for a while um and started to know the structure so what actually what i did was i started playing russian roulette uh and leaving food and i didn't know that you're not supposed to <laughs> so i was leaving leaving food out and actually my first um my first sign that something was there, I left uh, I left some food. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to get anybody hurt in case, you know, somebody might say, well, I'm going to go try that. Right. And, you know, so I won't say what I left, but I, uh, I left something for a, a really nice treat. And the next day I got a footprint, which looked like a baby squatch. It was like Ooh. it looked like a toddler. Um, now, mind you, in this area, nobody's going to take a human child in there barefoot and let it walk around because the place is not suitable for any baby to be walking around so i knew it wasn't a, 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 a human child yeah so what happened was it was so funny because it took the food broke a tree and i, I don't know if that's its way of saying thank you but it broke a tree branch pointing to a lake so i went down to the lake and then that's where i got the print which was a coincidence which was really cool you know so uh we got i got the baby print um at the time i didn't know how to cast or anything sorry <laughs> didn't no, know how to good. cast but um, I got the print. Um, you got a picture of it? No. At that time, I was taking pictures. But like I said, I didn't know everything that I was looking for. So certain things I did kind of miss. And I hate to admit to that. But certain things I didn't take that I should have. I didn't take the photos of the things that I should have. I did gotcha. take a lot of photos. But I wasn't always uh, responsible with my camera, so to speak. Okay. But, um, but and as you know, I started to get better with time i think you know as you oh yeah you see. But, it's all over the place uh, well, now man <laughs> or, or, or tried, tried to get better let me say not get but try to get better so anyway uh i was very fortunate blessed to have that uh that print of the the child foot and then that really egged me on so between the lady feeding me information of these things running around and um getting that then i just really really kicked it in high gear uh so what i did was uh i started posting when I when I really learned I was kind of scared because I was like these people are gonna think I'm crazy but then I was like wait a second this is a group dedicated to Bigfoot if, if I'm crazy then we're all gonna be crazy together <laughs> so, so I started posting but I didn't explain anything I didn't say anything I just left it up to people and then they started to see things that I couldn't that I could not at that time because I was uneducated to a lot of the the things to look for uh-huh um so uh, I started posting and then people would say, okay, well, we, you know, we can see certain things in here. And I said, well, I, I don't see anything. I, what is it? <laughs> you know, and they would tell me. And um, because once again, I was still, I was excited about the fact, but I, it was still that part skeptic in me. So I, but I was always open. Don't get me wrong. I was always open, always open to um, Bigfoot, Loch Ness, any cryptic. I was always open-minded to it. I just didn't know that it all this we had all these things going on in Maryland State. I always felt that if it was going on somewhere, it would have to be Pacific Northwest, the, the foreign countries like perhaps uh, Germany, Romania, um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I heard Germany's a hot spot. I mean, they they have it. They don't even you know it doesn't even phase them to see one out there now. Really. You know, so I just didn't think. And then I thought to myself, I said, well, wait a second. Maryland is between Pennsylvania and Virginia. So what am mm-hmm. I talking about? You know what I mean? Virginia is a definite hot spot. Pennsylvania is a hot spot. So I said, well, we'll probably get catching the residual effects, you know, of these things traveling because they have to, if they're traveling, eventually they're going to have to come through here. So, they, you know, they probably find a habitable spot to lay down for a few days and then, you know, they go ahead, eat you know survive do whatever whatever they have to and then move on so i i stayed in this area and started to get some some great stuff and then i started to get some responses online um i didn't push anything um on people and i didn't do anything uh you know some people take these unusual photographs and i'm not knocking them everybody has their own niche uh, you know in this thing that we're involved in but um uh they would take these unusual shots and i didn't do that mine was straight hardcore it was it's either here in front of the camera or it's not you know right. i would take it if it's there then it, then i'll take the picture if if it you know when i started to learn more about what what to do so one night in this area it was a really weird situation that happened um i was i guess it was one of the uh i guess it was a um i forget what you call them maybe a not a forestry worker, but he was, I guess he was somebody that was involved with the land or whatever. So anyway, I, I saw this guy out there and apparently he was of something, he had a uniform. Uh, so I saw him. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to aggravate a situation or get any mess or anything or have them shut down the area, which I'll tell you about some of that too. Um, so I just simply greeted him he greeted me and he let me go. So that was fine. I didn't want to start anything and end up getting kicked out, you know, starting trouble. So right. uh, I went back into the, the research area and um, later I was coming out. Um, now it got dark because I think this was like the winter. And um, when I first started, it was actually winter anyway. Um, so I was in the area I was researching, but it got dark because I had a tendency to to keep going and going and going i wouldn't pay attention to the sunlight so it got dark and at this time i didn't have any equipment or anything i had like i didn't have anything except you know how we when we were younger we used the old cell phone light mm-hmm. you know uh but unfortunately i didn't have flashlight or anything because i didn't know i just i didn't know any better when you're in the woods there's certain things that you're supposed to take so anyway um it got dark and this was my first experience with, because I never felt anything, but I felt something intense really come over me. My hair was on, standing on my neck. I felt kind of eerie, just really, really creeped out. I felt creeped out. So what had happened was I started to walk, but I had gotten so far back in this area that it was taking so long that I, I was walking and it was dark and I could just feel something was on my left side. And I mean, I was sweating and I was just, I was like, and I was actually to the point where I was getting frustrated because it, the walk was taking so long. It was like, I, it was like, it just, it was just crazy. So I was like, I've got to get out of here. What, you know, what is this feeling? Cause I'd never felt it before. Mm. So I was just walking my heart's beating. I'm like, this is my, my, it was like my, my, uh, my temples were, were just, pumping just pumping i was like oh my gosh what is this so um finally i got to the edge of the woods and i saw the guy 
that was there before. But what happened was this guy jetted off. He didn't see me. He ran for his truck. Which I was like, what is he doing? You know, I don't know. He's, like, he's leaving because I, I was I was happy when I saw him when I came out because I was like, yes, you know, somebody's here. Yeah. Um. So uh, he uh, ran to his truck and this guy took off. And I did a video. It's on Facebook. I caught him. I caught him right when he was like just driving off. I mean, this guy was blazing. And I said, well, perhaps that's what maybe what I was fearing was what he saw. You know, maybe he saw something. He just hauled tail. So to this day, I mean, I just I was after not after him to stop him. I, I didn't want to, you know, like I said, I didn't want to start anything and then have the area be shut down or, you know, whatever, whatever. So, um, cause they do have a bad habit in Maryland doing that. When we have incidents or sightings, they'll shut it down quick. And I'll, I'll get to that uh, later. Yeah. But, um, so I let him go. I followed him. And like I said, it's on my face. It should be on my Facebook page in the year. Of, I think 20, it should be 20, 2016 or 2017. Cause I was in this area for probably about, two or three years before it kind of dried out so uh he he ran out and that was the the first time that i'd ever ever gotten anything spooky um that happened but um we ended up um going back and this is i, I say us this is when i was still solo um i went back and actually i decided to uh call a buddy of mine and I said, do you mind doing the filming? I just, I want you to go here. He wasn't, he's open-minded. He wasn't really into it, but I said, come on. So he said, I'll go. So he went with me. So what we did is we actually investigated the, the exact area where the sighting was with the, the uh, black Bigfoot um, that was eating, uh, you know, coming there every morning, eating from the, the lake. So we investigated the area behind that. I said, I just was so curious. I said, let's go here behind here and see so when we went back there we found a lot of uh broken branches a lot of structures we found a lot of great structures some stuff was like really weird but we went back there but it was so massive back there we couldn't finish it because i thought hey we'll just walk back there and probably knock everything out in probably like a day or whatever but we just we couldn't we couldn't do it um so uh from there i went ahead we did i think i think we made a we made a few videos off of that and um and took some shots as usual. Um, so now, oh, good. So I don't mean to interrupt you, but let's just no, uh, no, it's fine. Please, please do, please, please. I, I want to go through a few things just because my fan base may not be the most uh, seasoned Bigfooters or uh, have that much knowledge into uh, some some things Bigfoot. And I just want to stress to anybody that's listening, the reason why you don't feed Bigfoot or any any Sasquatch is because they become reliant. And as soon as you take it away, they get extremely aggressive. Right. And that that's how you start getting issues with break-ins and chicken coops or right. tormenting houses. Slapping. Yeah. House. It's a, it's, it's a well-documented thing that if you start feeding Sasquatch, they, they, they start expecting it and they become reliant. And then they get really angry when they don't get it anymore. Um, so anybody that's listening, don't, if you suspect that you have a Sasquatch in your backyard or close to your property, don't attempt to feed it, uh, pur- purposely to take the extra effort to take your trash out and, uh, not leave scraps around so that they're not becoming reliant on you for food. But man, let's, let's talk about you in those woods at night when this thing <laughs> is your left thunder. Hey everybody. 
Bear with us while we take this quick break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Man, so I'm picturing, this is this is what I'm picturing when you're telling me this. I'm picturing like that feeling that you're getting when, you know, like when you're a kid and you cut the lights off in your basement and you run up the stairs because right, you, get right, little, exactly. <laughs> you get that spooky feeling behind you, but you can't yeah. run because right. this thing's a predator. And right. if, you, if you start running, this thing could tear you limb from limb. Right. Oh, thunder. Right. I mean, I can't, right. couldn't imagine being in that situation. Man, you believe you, you, you don't want to, Big J. I'm telling you. And, and what's so funny is that, well, I tell people sometimes a certain approach to, to uh, dealing with the, the, uh, the uh, Sasquatch is that um, you don't, um, you, since we don't know what we're dealing with, try to deal with it with the little bit of knowledge that we do have. You deal with it as you would uh a, a predatory human being and also an animal that's how you look at it and it's right. things that like you said you don't leave food out because some of the results that you get from feeding these things or teasing them uh is is you will get the result if you i mean if you go out and you tease a madman he may snap and hurt you you know if you go out and you tease a pit bull what's gonna happen <laughs> they may bite you <laughs> you know the last time you do that <laughs> right, right. So, so those are, uh, you know, I guess we all, we all have to to uh, learn, you know, from 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 you know doing the research and everything. Uh, but yeah, and and you you hit it on the knife. It's like when you're a little kid, you turn off the lights and you you try to run, and you get that that feeling that something's gonna get you from behind, you know, snatch you up. Yeah, that that was the feeling, you know. Um, with a side helping of death. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm happy you're here to tell me the story today, man, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but all right, man, I, I just wanted to take that quick break so that we can catch people up on. And I just wanted to clarify that, that, whew, man, I can imagine being in that situation. Thunder. Go yeah. ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, you, you have any questions? Or anything? I'm along for the ride. I'm having a great time just listening to your story. man. Well, let me finish up in the first area. Um, yeah. After a while, um, it it we we it it was on it was on and off type thing um uh, we would find structures and massive structures and stuff like that uh, or i would and um we would do i did this for a while I would, you have to excuse me i say we but when i started it was just me right um but i guess just being there but in those things so long with them and, and you know <laughs> you tend to kind of say we but anyway um I had the the area kind of became some weeks it would be hot and some weeks not, you know, and I, I guess going out here and, and some of the other people that research or go hiking or camping or whatever, they, they know what, what I'm talking about. Um, sometimes the areas, there's no action. There's nothing. So I started to uh, break away from this area. And actually I did, I looked up another uh, report. I found another area that surprisingly wasn't far from this area and I started to put two and two in together and I said well these squatches must be basically going 
from one place to the next because both places were very habitable for squash uh, you know um they they were uh um they had everything that they needed yep so the second place i went to was a place near uh uh annapolis maryland and um this place was this place was like a i don't i don't even know what to say it was just like a a, a wonderland it was just crazy out here it had everything it had swamp it had fish, it had fowl, it had duck, geese, birds, snakes, everything you can imagine. Um, it it would go from it could go from swampy to to beautiful p- pine trees to old growth trees. This place just had everything. It was just nuts, man. It looked like like Jurassic Park. The Squatch Paradise. Um, right, exactly. So I checked the report and come to find out many years ago that the Squatch had used this as kind of like their own little highway. They were all over here. And the, I guess the few people at the time, I think it was like the 60s or 70s had seen them. But, you know, back in those days, you didn't really, you know, if you talked about it, you talked about it, but you didn't really, it wasn't, we didn't have the, the, the internet or everything where you could really get it out there. So anyway, I went ahead, I started researching this area or checking it out. Um, my very first night, I called a, a, a buddy of mine. Uh, that was Big Tony. So I said, Tony, Tony was a, uh, he does filming. He does photography and film. So I said, uh, Big Tony, do you mind uh, meeting me? Can we, I want to check out this area. Can we do some filming? And I, I really, honestly, Jeremy, I didn't think anything of it. I just said, we'll go out here and probably just kind of hang out and get some footage. Mm-hmm. The first night was just crazy. First of all, we had to climb under i don't even know how to say it we had to climb under like a tree to get into the area because it was just so much foliage it was sticker bushes and everything so we climbed under this tree to get in the area it now mind you this it was a full moon and this area was so dark and dense that it didn't even matter you still couldn't see your hand in front of your face Hmm. so went into the area and automatically things just just started started i started hearing Okay, so we couldn't even see our hands in front of our face. So uh, what happens is I start hearing this crunch, 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 crunch. And this, uh, it's, it sounds like a man. Okay, now this is, all, this is probably the first, not the first, because I think I've heard him before. I heard a howl before, but I haven't heard him so close. Because this couldn't have been more than maybe, uh, maybe 100, 100, 100 feet. Um. So I hear this thing and it's walking up and it sounds like a man. And I'm like, this can, this is not happening. There's no way that this is happening this soon, this fast. Cause I did not expect anything like this. I said, this is just, this is insane. This can't be what I think it is. So this, this thing is coming and it's very calm. It's not running. It's not anything crazy. It's just walking very calmly and it's crunching on his sleeves. So I'm, I'm looking at Tony, but Tony wasn't a believer. He was just trying to help me out. So Tony's staring at us. He's just looking at his cell phone. And I'm looking at Tony and I'm looking at this dark pathway. I can't, I still can't see anything, but I hear this thing coming. So I didn't know exactly what to do. And I didn't want, I didn't want Tony to get hurt because of my stupidity, stupidity. So what I did is I said, Tony, let's walk, let's, let's walk, let's walk. Cause I, I really didn't know what was going to happen after that. And I, like I said before, I totally did not expect one of these things to come that quick and that soon. Now, what we did is we ended up going to another part. And I guess I was very uneasy, but because he took the time, I said, look, let's just go ahead and hang out here and get do 
do what I asked them and get it done and go. Um, so we went ahead, we checked out the area. I mean, this place was just, it was just scary, man. And it was nighttime and whatever, whatever. So, um, Tony, unfortunately, Tony never came back. So to this day, I don't know if he heard what I heard and he just pretended that it wasn't happening. Cause you know, some people, they get in panic mode and they pretend, you know, they're not scared or whatever. Yeah. So, um, and it's, he, he's a tough guy. I mean, this guy, he rides, he's a, he rides a Harley. He's tough, man. But anyway, um, so he he wouldn't go anymore with me. I asked him a few times. So I'm I'm not sure to be honest with you if if he knew or he heard what was going on and just freaked out. But he was he kept you know kept low key real calm. Yeah. Uh, so I went back. Now here I'm going to tell you this is this is kind of uh, it's weird. Um, I went back the next day in the daytime, and I it was just you could just see a lot of weird signs that something was going on here there was a tree that was knocked down i actually found a pathway into the the area that so we i didn't have to you know climb under a tree or under the sticker bushes hmm. i found a pathway so there was a knockdown tree in the pathway um once i crossed over the tree i went deeper down because it goes down to like a slope it goes down kind of like you're going into a, like a to give the people an idea like a basement so as I was going down, I noticed to my right, I looked at the pathway that this thing was coming up or the Bigfoot or whatever the heck it was, was coming up. And I noticed now this was really creepy. There was a blind. The blind was a whole bunch of um, tree branches and leaves intertwined. And what I did is I probably shouldn't have, <laughs> but I ran a video and I took some shots because I was so... Uh, uh, just amazed by by this. I was like, this is just incredible. It was a blind and you could actually hide behind it. And I was thinking to myself, I said, well, maybe these things hiding here to, 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 to attack. They hide hmm. and then they attack. Whatever's coming through this pathway, which I'm glad we didn't go down there at nighttime, that pathway, um, because it actually was three blinds set up and I and once again on my Facebook page there's I did a video took pictures because I was here for a few years I stayed at this area for a few years and um all the like anything that I tell you um from this area I usually do document documented um the only thing I couldn't get I couldn't get the I didn't understand about audio at the time so I I didn't get the footsteps when it was crunching if i'd understood audio at the time i would have definitely got it but i just i didn't i didn't know any better um and actually to tell you the truth when i first started i wasn't a big fan of the audio of collecting the sound of these things i was like oh that's boring whatever whatever but don't get me wrong now um if i can get audio i will i'm really serious about audio now i definitely and i'm i hate myself for not wanting to do audio in the beginning but anyway um so what happened is uh i got like three blinds uh and in this area it looked like a, a almost like a, a playground of trees like things would just snap broken you could see trees railed up look, look, like where you could actually walk up them like a little roll like climb up them like a roller coaster or a ladder like it was just just um, mind bending, like just I can't even describe it, but it was just 
everything was all over the place. It just looked like a whole group of kids went in here or, or Bigfoot babies or whatever went in here and just had a field day. Um, but there were three blinds that could fit something huge in them. And like I said, once again, they were entwined. Um, now, what I did is I look, I examined the pathway to, to whatever was walking up that night and a man wasn't going to come, a human being wasn't going to come through there because it was a, uh, actually um, a briar patch of sticker bushes, which was just, it was terrible. And these sticker bushes weren't the fresh green pretty ones. These were those old, you know, when they get old and uh, uh, rusty looking, you know, like a, a brown, they're dying. And, you know, if anybody hangs out, well, hopefully you don't hang out in briars, briar patches or sticker bushes. <laughs> If you do, give me a call so I can send you in first. But uh, <laughs> but um, they they it was just crazy because they they anything that came through there would anything would have got their legs torn up, and I know how that is because my legs are torn up from from going in briar patches over the years. Yeah. So um, anyway, so uh, I came back to this area um several times, and then. Things kind of started to heat up, and I started finding. I found a uh, three-toed footprint, which I documented. That I got a picture of that. Um, and I was doing certain things, not, nothing rude or or uh, or or bad, because it, one thing I always believe in is when you go in the woods, you, you you must be humble, you must be respectful when you go in, no matter what. So I was never rude or or. Or, or wrong towards them, but I would do things to kind of um, get them curious. You know, I would get them curious, and and I won't say everything because you know, once again, there's certain things get get somebody hurt. But I was doing certain things and certain new techniques that I was working on and developing. And fortunately, we had a I guess we had a trade off. And every once in a while, I would get a nice dead deer <laughs> on the mm -hmm. ground, and um, uh, unfortunately, sometimes they were, you know, sometimes they were mangled and gross. As a matter of fact, I posted on one of the deer, I guess, that they left on, left for me or whatever. Um, it was missing a head, unfortunately. I said, well, <laughs> can't, you can't, beggars can't be choosing, you can't be picky, but um, on what they give you. So uh, it was deer, and then one time they left a fur, but what was so funny, well, actually it was a deer, but what was so funny is the deer was carved out. I actually thought it was an old lady's fur coat, but it wasn't. Actually, what they did is they clawed out the whole inside of the deer carcass and left the fur. And I was like, wow, that's wow. incredible. Wow. No, I'm not picking it up because that's gross, but at the <laughs> same time, thank you. <laughs> so, um, that was really wild, man. And then we saw, uh, I saw uh, what looked like a, um, a barrier and what I think it is they built like a wood fence which was really incredible whatever whatever type of uh squats they were they were they had to have been smart because the things they left were just incredible like they left a, a fence made of wood where I think that was for the deer so when they hunted the deer the deer would step into the fence and break their legs which is smart because then you know, if you're trying to capture something with your hands and you don't have a weapon, hey, that's how you do it. You break his leg, you disable it. I know we're talking deer. Yeah. Now, um, I found what was a fool and I was so, I was, it was this one hill. Um, one day I went down, I went to this 
river, I smelled a wall of funk. It was like, bam. It it just, it was a wall of funk. And I mean, man, it smelled terrible. Mm. But what what I was lucky to find was the three-toed print. I documented that. And there was a hill. Now, this hill I had seen many, many times, but I never, it was just, I just would not go up this hill for some reason. I guess maybe because it was a briar patch that was the, on this hill, but it was another reason why, and I just could not figure out. So you know what I did? Hmm. I said, I'm, I'm going to go up this hill. I'll take my machete. I'll cut the briars out the way as best I can. I'm going up this hill. I don't care if I got to cut, get cut up and bleed. Something's over that hill. So I went over the hill. I was walking and just walking and walking. It was beautiful up there. Pine tree, pine trees and everything. It just smelled beautiful. Um, but what was so funny, and I almost I almost peed my pants. I looked to the left, and what happened was it was a ditch. It looked like it was a huge ditch about the side. You could probably put a um maybe two four by four trucks in there, maybe like two what do you call Toyota forerunners in there, maybe like two and have them fit. So um I looked, it was this ditch, but in this ditch, now get this, there was a, to give you a, 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 a mental picture, there was a wigwam, almost like a wigwam. And I said, what in the world? And it was a wigwam and it was these sticks sticking out the ground that looked like they could hold food up. Like if you, you know, you, you were hunting and you could hold food up. So I looked, but what was so funny is that once again, it was interwoven. You get, you, it looked like just something massive had built it. And I that once I documented that, that's on my Facebook page too. And it was um, the three-toed print was near here because the river, um, try, you know, try, let me back up a little bit. The the it was the wall of funk, the river with the three-toed track um, in the mud by the river, and then up the hill was the wigwam. So it was almost like these things were like, okay, look, you, you're cool. You're not, you're not, you know, messing with us. So we're going to give you a little something to go on, which was fantastic. Um, so I went, I documented the, what looked like a wigwam. And then I continued down the path. I saw a lot of great things, got some structures. Um, and then I proceeded back. But what was so funny is that a lot of times when I would go in and then come out, there would always be not always, but a lot of times there would be something dead right before I would get to my truck. It would, be, excuse me, it would be something dead there. So I don't know if they were hunting, if they left it for me or what it was. I'm, I'm hoping they left it for me, but um, there was always something there for me every day that I went in, which was just so great. It was such a blessing. And when I finally started posting enough, I actually got a guy um that's mark mark's a really really cool dude he uh uh he plays like every instrument he's like the prince of bigfoot <laughs> he's uh he's been in bigfoot um uh since i think like the 80s i think no actually no maybe the late 70s or 80s anyway um he he found me we got to talk and um had a few things in common so i said would you you know would you be interested in checking out this area with me i said the only thing i just please don't tell anybody because it's kind of you can find it easy you can, getting in there is not easy when you're in there but finding it is easy so 
He said, sure. So he went with me. And what was so funny now, listen to this. This is a coincidence. I asked him and we got to talk and I said, have you ever seen one of these things? He said, yeah, I saw a big one. She was red, <laughs> redhead, six foot. And mm-hmm. I said, wait a second. That's the one that I was probably looking for in the other area by the 295 corridor. So I was starting to piece things together that maybe these things are are moving around. They, they Maybe it's kind of like somebody having like Madonna having an apartment in different areas or having a home in different areas like and, migrating right migrating exactly yeah so i said man that's that's a coincidence i said maybe those maybe these things are starting to fall in place that these things are going back and forth back and forth back and forth we just can't we can't catch them though so uh um i we we checked out some of the area and what happened was I was researching one area for several months, but I didn't understand the vastness of this area. And I didn't know that there were other hidden entrances to this area. So we started to examine those hidden entrances and we found out there were certain uh, changing elements of the place. Like I said before, it it could go from swampy to dry to, to very, very rough terrain. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we, we would go in together, check out some stuff. And um, it, it, things really got treacherous though. They're like, I mean, we had one time we went in there uh, and we went into a different entrance. And what happened was um, we ended up getting ticks on us. And um, I didn't know the severity of ticks. Um, So my uh, market actually, when we finished uh, researching or bigfooting that day, I like to call it bigfooting, uh, bigfooting that day, he called me. And he said, oh, he texted me. He said, um, I got ticks on me. And I said, okay. And I didn't, at the time, I, I didn't know. He was, I, I was like, okay, you got ticks on me. I thought you could just, you know, fl- fling a tick off like a, a regular bug. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, once again, I, w- I was still learning everything. So he, he kept repeating. He was like, you don't understand. I, I have a tick. You have to check yourself. So this was really, really just crazy because what happened was I didn't, take it serious that night the next day i looked down on my navel and one of them was in my navel and one was on my privates oh and i was like oh my goodness that oh, i was like oh my gosh and what happened was because they had been on me so long i guess it's kind of weird to say but they became a part of me so what happened was when i started to get nervous when I started to get nervous, and I think I, I call it a female. I think a female was in my navel. When I got nervous, she got nervous, and she started to tunnel in there, man. I was like, oh, no. So I got the pliers. I got these pliers, and I, I couldn't – she wouldn't come, come out. I was like, this is, this is serious, and I started sweating. I was like, I didn't know that ticks were like this. I said, I can't get this off. I can't get this off. So what happened was I do remember they say when you have a tick, if you're bitten – it's easier for them to help you if you save it. So what I did is I finally got her off and then her brother or her husband or whoever was on my privates, I guess he decided, Hey, we're going to meet up on the inside of this jerk. So he started, he started, he starts drilling. Oh. oh my gosh. He starts drilling into my scrotum. So I'm like, Oh my goodness. Uh, this is, this, this is, this is no, this, this isn't how this is supposed to go. So I got, I got her and put her in a plastic bag and then I got him, I got him off. And um, I was like, oh, gosh, I said, I'm probably going to have Lyme disease. I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to have brain damage. I'm go crazy. So um, I took I took them, ran up to the uh, the local hospital 
and they checked. They said, you're okay and everything. We'll just, you know, we'll give you some, uh, I guess, antibiotics or whatever they mm-hmm. did at the time. So thank goodness, thank the Lord mm-hmm. that I got out of that. I was stationed in Pax River, Maryland, and I, I was always told by everyone up there, because I, I would do a lot of fishing and hiking up there, that ticks were just really bad in that state. Yeah, it's bad, man. So before you before you get going, uh, just take another break here because I got some other uh, some yeah, questions going way back here. You were hearing the crunching in in the ground when you were out there in the dark with your with your buddy, and you said you went back the next day. Did you happen to see any footprints from where the crunching sound were coming from, or just down by the by the water? Yeah, just by the water. Um, I I didn't get a print up by that area. The only thing, like I said, I saw. Uh, when I examined the pathway that this thing was walking up on was I saw the the, sh- the blinds where it could hide behind. I've, I've read a ton of books on Bigfoot and I'm, I'm starting to see that some people start saying that they, they keep centuries uh, like a lookout. Members of the, the family or the community will kind of uh, stretch out over the, the forest or wherever they live at. And then they will kind of keep watching. They'll rotate, you know, they'll come in and rest and the, and then they'll go back out. I don't know if it's like the males that stay out, but do you think that could have been one of those things? And are you familiar with that? Yes. Yes. Um, I, I have heard that. And to tell you the truth, um, I'll tell you about another situation um, later, but I do believe that they do that. Now that night, because there was one walking up, I don't know. And it was calm. So I don't know its intentions. I don't know if it was going to, if it wanted to hurt us or, because I think if it wanted to kill us or break our necks and, and have us for, you know, for dinner, mm-hmm. it would have probably been more aggressive and ran up on us because they're fast. I know that for a fact, they are fast, but it was calm. So I think it was more like, well, nobody's been here in years. What are you doing here? I think we kind of caught it off guard. So it probably said, well, I'll, they don't know any better. So I'll let them slide um, this time. And and then again, it didn't do anything to me the other times that I was there by myself. So it may have just been a, a lucky to, that I had a calm one, you know, one that didn't want to bother, didn't want anybody to bother her or him. But like, you know, back to your question. Um, yeah, it, I, I do believe because they do have military tactics and, and you know, um, all about that. But uh, I do believe that they do set up centuries. I, I think it's for safety. I also think, um, if they give birth, um, now if they do give birth in this realm or this physical world, because like I, I kind of go between science and woo with them, but if they do give physical birth as we know it, then you have to deal with them being in an area where they're not going to hear if the babies are born crying. You have to mm-hmm. deal with that. Um, the protection, um, they, they wouldn't want to have a family setting or be giving birth and then be ambushed by human beings or something trying to shoot them or kill them. So um, I, I do believe that they do practice that a lot where they, as a matter of fact, it's probably mandatory in their culture that you had, you do have a sentry, you know, um, a guard, a lookout, you know, um, the, uh, tribes do that constantly. You know, if you, if you uh, go to um, some of the, the jungles of Peru and all that, even you always have lookouts, even in human beings, uh, you, you have lookouts, you know, so I, I believe it. I, I, I do. So that that three toed print that you were talking about, are you familiar with a creature called a nape? No, no, a nape. No, no, no. So uh, Lauren Coleman, are you familiar with him? Sounds familiar. Lauren Coleman sounds familiar. He's a cryptozoologist, also an author. He coined the term nape for a smaller 
primate that could possibly be roaming the Americas. It's not just the North, not just North America, but also South America. And they have a more of a chimpanzee type footprint. Okay. There's a lot of footprints being found across the United States, Mexico, and South America, where the footprint looks more of such like a chimpanzee, where uh, it has a very, very pronounced thumb. Okay. Uh, and actually looks more like our hand, like, like an elongated human hand than it does a foot. Does, mm. the, does that sort of look what look like what it looked like? Or was it like something where the the Bigfoot or the Sasquatch uh, maybe had gotten its toe chopped off by a, a snapping turtle or something? Yeah, those snapping turtles, they're vicious. It's, it's funny you brought that up. I'll, I'll tell you about that later, too. <laughs> um, but um, it looked like a big toe. And several people looked at it online and they said, well, perhaps it was something. Um, it's another type of Bigfoot, but I forgot the name, but they it was three toed. And it, and um, I think uh, I think Will Javnik said perhaps it was deformed. A lot of people said perhaps it was a deformed. If I'm correct, if I remember correctly, he, I think he said that. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. It was a while ago. But um, a, a lot of people that viewed it said perhaps it was a deformed. It could perhaps be a deformity or, and like you said, you brought up a, a good point. Perhaps it could have been injured. Uh, they say that Sasquatch, because the population is so low that they have issues with inbreeding. And a lot of times that you get some kind of deformities and you get some kind of social or mental issues with, with them too. Uh, not just the physical uh, issues, but I believe that the uh, swamp ape has a, has a four toed foot or is commonly seen with a four toed footprint. The, there's another one the the marked the marked beast i believe it's called the marked uh i'll have to find that and get back to you there, there's a there's a third version that is constantly talked about too that i i have to look into but it might have a a three-toed print i'll send you a couple pages of a book that i was just reading it's an encyclopedia on cryptozoology great this guy, okay. did, this guy did a really good job i i unfortunately don't have it with me it's my backpack because i was reading it at work but um um, okay, so that's interesting. I'm going to send you a couple of pictures later and see if see if uh, any of these pictures kind of look like that footprint. Please do. Thank you. So you said that this thing was leaving you gifts by your uh, right right before you got to your truck. Were you leading leaving it gifts too? No, no. Uh, I was like I said before, and like you you and I talked about earlier. I was doing certain things, but I can't. I, I, you know, I, w- I won't say that on the air because there's certain things that could get yeah, people yeah. in hot water. I'll put it to you like this. The activity ramped up so much that eventually the military did come out to the site. And I have the pictures. I, I made sure I took pictures. I was able to get uh, get the pictures of the military trucks. There's a few of them that came out there. Um, wildlife, fish, and game came out there. I tried to play it cool. So once again, it, you know, it wouldn't be any you know big problems but uh something i don't i don't know what was going on um one day i went out there and they were uh fishing game and wildlife had actually came through one day and one of the guys had asked me he said so have you he said hey kid have you seen anything and i said uh he said have you seen anything i said no no just squirrels (laughs) you know i kept my mouth shut so to speak so i said no just squirrels or anything because i you know i didn't want them just to uh uh shut down the area so what was so funny was um, the day that the military came in, um, they were around and I just I gave them a glance. I took a couple, you know, tried to get a couple of shots, but I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to irritate the situation. So I took some shots of them. I went in. But what's so funny is the day that I went in the area that they were at, um, I went a couple feet and it was a new area 
that I had I hadn't seen. It was new to me in this area, but the place was just crazy. And I documented it. I took photographs. It was these massive structures, but they were they were like pine trees, but not the small branches of the pine. They were the huge parts that were broke broken, and it looked like a place where you could hide like almost like a little compartment like you could actually stay there and nobody would see you probably for for a few days so i saw that so i was just you know i played it cool and just went about my business i documented the fact that they were there but i didn't you know i didn't want to be all in their face like hey what do you know what are you all doing here hey and then they're like you know well get out of here um that you can no longer come here so uh i went ahead handled that and you know to to make it another day in that area before anything you know quirky happened so uh we um we we went in the area i think that time yeah a few days i went by myself because um i think i think mark because mark performs in dc so he couldn't be with me all the time so a lot of times i was still by myself at that time uh so i came upon um a cave as as a matter of fact i called mark and Mark had some time. So Mark came out with me. We were checking out the area again together that day. We were checking out some new areas because the place is just vast. It just every day you learn something new about the area. So um, I guess I caught Mark on the right day, um, I guess after he had did his, you know, his uh, musical performing or whatever and pl- playing in the clubs and stuff like that. Um, this was, you know, obviously way before COVID. So uh, I got a hold of him. We researched the area, but I was so lucky to find a cave. And we were, the place is so vast that, I mean, it was hot. This is, I think this was like near summer. And we were like, I mean, we were just huffing it, man. We were tired, exhausted, been there all day. And I found this, we found like this cave. But what was so crazy was Mark was up on a hill. He was checking something out. And I was down. I saw, I found this cave and it had this, like, it was beautiful. Though. It had uh, vegetation around it, covering it. Like it was almost like somebody wanted to hide it and it had all this uh what we call skunk cabbage which i was so tempted to eat but people say it's poisonous so, oh, so it stinks uh, too yeah it, <laughs> and it was a ton it's a ton of it but i was just so curious man i, I was like because it, it really looks it, it looks good i can't lie man. it really looks delicious so but I, I i don't i don't know if you can eat it or not but um uh, better safe than sorry so uh i looked in this cave and um I was, I was I couldn't catch my breath because I was tired. So all you can hear, I ran the video. And once again, that's on my Facebook page, too. And you see these eyes come out. And I'm like, the cave, the cave, the eyes, the eyes. I couldn't complete my sentence because I was so tired. So I hung the camera. I just videoed the, the eyes going back and forth. And then I posted it. But I didn't tell anybody because I, I wanted to make sure that people could see what I was seeing. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I just post, I don't like to give a lot of explanations, but people force it out of me. They say, if you're going to post, please tell us what you're doing. So I say, okay, I'll, I'll try to, you know, f- formulate <laughs> something, this sentence to tell you what I'm doing. But um, I prefer just to post and let people judge it for themselves. So we had the um, the cave. People, please excuse me. I'm not much for talking, so I say I'm a lot. Please forgive me. Uh, so we had the video of the cave. and. Market came over, he checked it out. And I think because he does his own, he runs his videos and everything too. Um, so he did that. And we just kind of we checked the area out. But we once again we couldn't complete it. Cause like I said, the area is so vast. It's just we, we can't, we just could not do it. I tried day after day after day, and it's just it's too much for one person. So um 
fortunately, um, a guy who's actually my real, real good buddy now, um, we call him Big JP. And I mean, he is a godsend, man. I'm going to tell you right now, he is a true blessing and a true friend and a true Bigfoot squatching research partner, man. I'm telling you, this guy is awesome. He, he, he uh, contacted me. And I mean, when he, I wasn't used to this because I was so used to either being by myself or with Mark, but most of the time I was by myself and he just came out the blue and he said, look, I want to meet, I want to meet with you. And I was like, Oh, uh Oh, is it, you know, I don't know. You, uh-huh. could be cra- you could be crazy. So I don't, I don't know about this because I, I met some, I mean, online, I met some crazy big footers, but Hey, that goes with the, you know, goes with the, uh, yeah. the legend it goes with the territory. So anyway, I meet up, uh, we get to talking and he's like, you just, you got to take me out there. I said, okay, look, as long as you promise not to tell anybody. So he was just totally cool about everything. So we ended up, um, uh, researching together. We still research, research together. Now things have been kind of slow cause I work like crazy and he's working on his house right now. So we haven't been doing too much lately, but, um, let me back up. Um, we actually got lucky and I, have to put this out to people because I wasn't putting it out before it just was by word of mouth but if anybody does need us to come and check out their area research their area just give us an email um uh if you some people have the number if they have the number they can call it out if not I'll I'll, uh well they can go ahead and email me um we'll gladly come out check out there and research now um or just you know hang out or whatever so let me tell you what happened when we got our first um, call. All right. So before you get to that thunder, we're going to go ahead and cut it off here. We're going to do a part two next week. So we'll just continue with our conversation today and we'll release the, the second part for everyone next week. But before you leave, because you just, you just told them that if they needed to reach out for you to, for you to come do any investigations or take a look at their properties or whatever, how, how can they get, get a hold of you? Well, they can Facebook Messenger if, if they can. I know some, some of the people are a little bit older and they have a little you know, tech issues, uh, so I understand that. Um, they can email at um, David Thundercloud, excuse me, at yahoo.com, all lowercase. They can catch me that way. Or they can Facebook Messenger Messenger me uh, once again David Thundercloud at Facebook Messenger. And they can also find your your Facebook page at right right. And if they if they if they um, need anything, they can also go through the Facebook page. All right. Well, uh, Thunder, like I said, uh, stay on the line. We'll we'll continue to talk. But for now, we're going to say goodbye to everyone else, and we'll see you on the next episode of Infinite Rabbit Hole. Thank you. Thank you. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us on this episode of Infinite Rabbit Hole. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so at infiniterabbithole at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com forward slash infiniterabbithole. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash infinitrh. Follow us on Instagram at infinite underscore rabbit underscore hole. We're always looking for someone that has a story to share. So if you feel like you've experienced a strange encounter with something that you can't explain, reach out to us. Let us know. Come on. Have a good time. Tell your story. And if for some reason you don't want to show up on a podcast, send us a letter in our email in a format that we can read to the fans, and we'll be more than happy to read it to everybody. Well, that's all for this episode. We'll see you next time down the infinite rabbit hole.